This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. He's a designer, a director, an animator, a writer, and many other nouns. It's Frederick Christie. Hi. Hi, how you doing? I am really good, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, coming here and doing this. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm getting uh, very close to completing what I think of as the Obsessed Tigtone Collection, because you were one of the many awesome people that I met uh, while working on the Adult Swim show Tigtone. Thank you. Yes, uh, and uh, I really enjoyed working with you. Oh, and thank you. Speaking with Obsessed, I mean, I'm obsessed with Tigtone. <laughs> that's maybe another story for another day. Yeah. I mean, I've literally spent like... Most of my waking hours for the past three years working on that show. Yeah, so now what all do you do on TikTok? Uh, I uh, am, my title is director. Uh, so my responsibility on that show, I perceive my responsibility on that show <laughs> to be the midwife to this okay. thing that Ben and Andrew created. Uh, and, uh, it just so happens that like, I absolutely love what they're doing and apparently I get it. Oh yeah. So they're happy to have my help. I think <laughs> they haven't run me off with a pitchfork yet. So I think I'm doing okay. Uh, but yeah, my role as director is to, um, you know, support their vision and participate in it. And it's a hell of a lot of fun. But you, you, I mean, you, you were in our, like the writer's summits and then you do, you design some of the actual characters, right? And then you, I, yes, I actually do. do animation as well, right? Yes, I do. Yes. So actually, yes, I do a little bit of character design. Um, I have, I wrote a, I got to write a script this uh, season. Uh, I am in the writer's room. I storyboard a lot of it. I animate a little bit of it. I composite a little bit of it. Uh, yeah, basically, I just keep my finger in the pie the whole time. <laughs> you put one finger in each slice, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't even want to know what's in a tigtone pie. That'd you, be a... you really don't. <laughs> uh, and, and as always, for listeners, if you haven't checked it out yet, go uh, watch Tigtone. It's up on Adult Swim app and their website and all that. Or you can yeah, fly on Delta too. and watch fly some episodes Delta. in the air, as I did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a nice trip. Uh, all right, so let's get into your obsession. So your obsession is chaos magic, and I read the Wikipedia page about it, Okay, and that's good. where I'm at. So Great. let's start with just the very basics of what is chaos magic. Yeah, so uh, chaos magic, like the the sentence has, answer is like chaos magic is the secret for goth dorks. <laughs> uh, uh, but my experience of it was that like chaos magic was kind of a door I walked through and once I walked through it, I really started enjoying all of these um, spiritual aspects of my life. And I started thinking about the world in a different way. And I started thinking about religion in a different way. Uh, and I've really been enjoying that journey. It's been fun and interesting for me. Uh, uh, it, it's given me like uh, a, a lot more tolerance for different people's different strange religious ideas. Okay. And people's strange religious ideas are so much fun <laughs> to find out about. Yeah. Uh, I used to, uh, I used to really be off put by any kind of like metaphysical system that wasn't 
quote unquote real. Yeah. But these days, if someone comes up to me and they say like, uh, oh, I, you know, I was, you know, like I am actually in telepathic contact with aliens and they tell me this and that, like I am going to have my, I'm going to be like, yeah, and, and. <laughs> Please tell me and, more. And what else? And not even in like a kind of like dismissive way, but just I really want to know what that interior experience is like for right. that person. Because what really interests me is the way that your interior imaginative life is really, really important. Yeah. And it's rich. And I think for me personally, I was really, uh, you know, I was just kind of ignoring that part of myself. I was raised Catholic and I didn't believe any of it and was very off put by the fact that the rule was like, no, this is the thing we say. And you know, but you also have to believe it. And it's like, well, how do you come back from the dead? That doesn't make any sense. And they're like very dogmatic yeah. in the Catholic Church. It's literally the thing you have to say before they start the rest of the uh, magical ceremony. <laughs> uh, and uh, so that kind of like and our modern in our modern world, there's this there's the way we think of, um, you know, religious concepts. A lot of us just say, well, you know, it's not real. Like, well, that's not real. That's just your imagination. Like, that's, yeah. you know, it has no bearing on reality. Uh, it's not that I'm not entertained by, like, rabid atheists. Like, I actually kind of like Richard Dawkins. Like, I think it's fun to listen to him. He has some sort of have... interior life going on yeah, as like well. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think it's fun to listen to him go after people. Uh, but the idea that your interior life is to be completely dismissed and disregarded, like, I think that's a, a mistake that I made. Uh in in thinking that like oh well you know oh it's only feelings like yeah they're only my feelings it's only the way I feel about things it's only like what I think about things and those aren't real well guess what buddy the way you think about things is what's real to you yeah like you what you perceive as reality is your imagination of reality and in this world, you can be wrong about pretty much everything and still wake up tomorrow and the next day, and you can probably hold down a job and maybe have some kids if you want. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, uh, I let go of this idea that, like, uh, you know, real is the only thing that's real and, like, real is the only thing that you should pay attention to. And I started opening up a little bit to the idea that, like, well, maybe crazy ideas are nice roommates. Yeah. You know, maybe like maybe life is a little bit more fun if you let it be a little bit magic. Yeah. So how does how does any sort of practice of chaos magic actually open that up? Because from from what I was reading, I was understanding that it was the idea that our internal life have meanings. All sorts of symbols have meanings, but we can kind of decide what they mean. Yes. Is, so is it just, is it really that idea of like, let's take all of these various ideas, everything from kind of really traditional magical occult symbols to Nike Swish brand. And if it's a symbol, we can give it meaning that means something to us. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, I think you kind of got it. Like, uh, let, you know what? I, I could talk about what chaos magic looks like. Oh, I would love if that. If you're like, Okay. If you're talking about chaos magic, you're probably talking about, you know, kind of like uh, mostly, like I said, kind of nerdy goths. Like, uh, <laughs> Just by the name uh, and the spelling I, of magic. Yes, yes. From what I understand, a lot of computer 
a lot of uh, people who are into computer programming are attracted to chaos magic systems. Um, and, you know, what it's going to look like is an individual making up their own rituals, probably with candles, maybe with crystals, maybe with a wand, okay. maybe with a sword, maybe with a staff, uh, and in the privacy of their home, doing crazy magic rituals, the likes of which you, you know, see everywhere. Yeah. But like, you know, I think ultimately a chaos magician at work could look like a lot of things, but like uh, a, a lot of what it's going to look like is, you know, someone maybe wearing a robe in their bedroom and waving a wand around. Okay. And like reciting magic spells but every chaos ma magician assigns their own meaning like right like i could get my and i don't mean this in a dismissive way because they mean a lot to me i could get like my action figures in my 200 hundred dollar lightsaber i just bought at galaxy's edge yes and i could assign meanings that are truly deeply meaningful to me of how i want something in my life to go yes and i could perform my own ritual absolutely and that would be like totally cool and within the bounds of Absolutely. Chaos magic. Yes. One of the one of the maxims of chaos magic is uh, nothing is true. Everything is permitted. Okay. And in the context of a religious practice, I think what that means is like, it doesn't matter. Like, is is Jesus real? It doesn't matter. Is like my little pony real? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes and no. Ultimately, <laughs> it matters it to some matter. shareholders. But yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Like what Matt and the everything is permitted part. It's like, yes, if like by all means, you have absolutely every right to set up your Star Wars action figures and use your uh, lightsaber in a ritual. And if you're doing that in the context of taking stock of your life and visualizing your goals, um, certainly not going to hurt anybody. Right. And it might help you. Yeah. Uh, in all likelihood, it will bring you into a more inward focused space and you'll pay a little bit of attention to yourself that you might not have otherwise. Yeah. So, you know, in a way, like self-care is chaos magic. Yeah. And here's the weird thing. Like once you once you kind of like get into chaos magic, you walk through that door called chaos magic and then, oh, fuck, everything is chaos magic. <laughs> There's nothing that humans do that isn't chaos magic yeah um it, another thing that people uh in chaos magic talk about a lot is uh this kind of whatever works principle okay and uh in that context what a lot of what they're talking about is uh keeping track of what rituals you perform and what those outcomes are so i'm going to do a ritual to um uh make sure the sun comes out tomorrow. Okay. Um, so I'm going to like do this. I'm going to arrange the crystals and the candle and I'm going to sing the song and I'm going to do the ritual perfectly to ensure that the sun comes out tomorrow. That was a weird example because we all know the sun <laughs> comes out tomorrow. But for somebody like I'm going to have a positive attitude at work or something sort of like internally healthy yes. that's, that's just about yourself and not projecting on others necessarily yeah yes and that is that's the way that's the way i practice yeah i uh but i do know people who are convinced that chaos magic actually can uh like hack into the like substrate of the universe and they think they believe they perceive <laughs> that they 
can affect probabilities. Okay. I've heard stories about people uh, casting spells and getting upgraded on airplane flights. <laughs> and I've heard spells of, uh, you know, uh, you know, love spells are popular, right? Love spells are never going to yeah. go away. Uh, I'm sorry, just the image of somebody, you know, actually in a robe and then, you know, chanting and then going, yeah, more yeah, leg oh, room. I know, I know. I more yeah. leg room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. What God would you choose to give you more leg room? Yeah, I guess if you um, could just make one up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I would love to I would love to hear about your personal uh, uses, if you don't mind sharing. What kind of stuff do you, like, I can see, he, see and hear that you're a, a student of the ideas of it. But yes. for yourself, do you practice? And if so, like, what are you trying to accomplish with spells? Uh, I, I do practice. And what I'm trying to accomplish with, uh, what, I, what I'm trying to accomplish with my ritual work and uh, with my meditation is a deeper understanding of myself. Okay. So I, although I, I don't turn my nose up at it, and it's not like I won't do it if I feel like I want to. But I have I, I don't um, cast spells to get airplane upgrades. Uh, I don't cast spells to try to influence the outcome of anything in the future. Okay. I uh, I do ritual work and meditation with the goal of getting to, like knowing myself better, strengthening myself, or making myself more flexible or uh, being more aware. That's kind of the general practice, you know. In a way, really, all I'm doing is meditation with props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that to me is beautiful. Yeah, and I so for meditation is very hard. It's very hard to just um, sit, close your eyes, and focus on your breath. It's very hard. That's why nobody does it. That's why even those of us who do do it don't do it enough. Right. Uh, but what I found is that the the Props, be it a, like, I love candles and incense. Okay. Who doesn't, right? Uh, uh, I also like uh, tarot cards or other divination. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. Um, uh, I'll use those uh, to bring myself out of the day, down into the world, or, you know, down into myself. So if my mind is frantic and all over the place and maybe I'm feeling uncomfortable and upset, uh, it might be too much to ask of me to sit down and meditate right then. Right. But I could convince myself to pull out some tarot cards. Yeah. Play with those for a second. Like put out a pattern, turn them over, see what comes to mind. Uh, you know, light a candle, light some incense, turn out the lights. Like go yeah. into that place. Just look at how a candle looks in a dark room. It's beautiful, and just sit with it. Yeah. Turn off that part of your mind that says this isn't anything. The candle's not going to do anything. Like this, there's no magic here. Yeah. Like just let that thought go away, and just look at the candle. Listen to your breath, um, and go to a place inside yourself where you actually kind of do feel a little bit magic. That magic of being present in the moment. Yeah. And. That magic of being alive uh, and just enjoying that. Yeah. Because there is an animal inside you that is perfectly content 
to just be full of food and breathing. <laughs> so is that is it more for you that you are trying to get to that state of, uh, I don't know if simplicity is the right word, uh, peace of just like, I don't need all of these different ideas and baggage running around. I Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I, it helps a lot to have a meditation practice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the other thing that you can do, which is kind of cool, if you meditate uh, long enough, it actually doesn't take very long, you know, maybe like 10 minutes or so. Uh, many people, myself included, will start to have these kind of like little little bubbles of hallucination and dream come up really and i think this is what people call the astral plane yeah uh what uh i think what um is also called like psychic tv where you're just kind (laughs) of watching cool shit yeah um and uh you can see cool things i mean sometimes i find myself like kind of floating through these environments or seeing monstrous screaming faces that happens a lot too but i like that kind of thing so i <laughs> i enjoy You're those. visiting old friends yeah yeah so that, that'll make sense to me for for chaos magic as a means of meditation but mm-hmm. for the more like i guess specific versions where you would light a specific candle that has a specific meaning to you and you would like you were saying you would go through a specific process or say any specific words. Do you, do you do that kind of version of it that it gets to be almost a little bit more ritualistic, a little bit more spell-like? I I do, but I will politely refrain from sharing the details oh, yeah. of exactly what I do because here's a, here's a thing for like uh, aspiring magicians or if you want to get into this stuff, you're going to be way better off just not telling anybody about what you do and what because it's private yeah and the minute you say out loud oh man i had great success um i kept an amethyst crystal in a beaker full of my urine and then i drank that and i'll be goddamned if i didn't get that job yeah like you can do that that's fine <laughs> you can absolutely tell people that but but i think you're just going to be better off if you don't it's going to be more like it's going to do you mean externally or internally like people would of course have a lot of questions if you said i urine crystal my way to a job obviously people are going to have pushback on that <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but are you saying it's more internally for yourself like that that ritual is is what it's for and you don't need to broadcast that yeah, to anybody exactly. else it works it's... or it doesn't and that's your discussion with the universe yeah absolutely okay. i think you keep it you can keep things more sacred if they if you keep them to yourself yeah and i think that's why there's this is just my guess i think that's why there's so much secrecy around the concept of magic you know like because secrecy is obviously a big part of the appeal of it yeah right? you know, people want to know that they're people want to understand that they're getting access to like ancient secrets and like the real secret of the universe and the secret this and the secret that i think maybe the secret is like just keep it to yourself <laughs> And, like, treasure your internal experience. Yeah. And accept that not you can't share everything. Yeah. My, yeah, my bias is that there is uh, such a huge difference, uh, particularly in, in stuff like this, between the internal versus the external. Because I have been thinking so much about point of view stuff. And this sounds dumb, but even doing a Star Wars podcast for several years and realizing... Most of people's angry opinions about Star Wars are simply about what part of Star Wars did you see first? 
so it is meaningful to you, mm-hmm. but we don't take the time to simply understand that in ourselves or express that to one another that you think mm-hmm. Star Wars is X simply because it's literally your perspective. It's mm-hmm. what you started with. Mm-hmm. And just like, so I think there's all these things about like uh, being very aware of your internal life of why are you approaching a thing a certain way? Yeah. And then there is, so to me, like chaos magic is like, great. If I want to be really mindful about, I know I get angry at these things. I want to do a little ritual to just remind myself to not be angry about X. Yes. Like that all is like great to me. What I wonder about is, is when people externalize it now. So like if there are people who are doing like chaos magic, because there's, you know, things like, did it hurt anybody to get an upgrade? Or is it like, I want that job. Yeah. Or even creepier, I want this person to love me. Where where it's not about you, it's yeah. not about what can I do to pos- to be my best self so I find love, but rather external. What can I do to make someone else do something? Yeah, well, th- then that gets into the territory of like, are you an asshole or are you not an <laughs> asshole? <laughs> okay, uh, so there's you, and, uh, asshole like, chaos I mean, magicians. Like, and... love, love spells are like absolutely unethical. Yeah. Like I've never done one. If I've been on the receiving end, I am either ignorant or it worked out okay for everyone <laughs> involved. Um, and, you know, and I think that gets into the question of like, that's kind of the question of like, is it real? Yeah. And that's a question I choose to remain completely agnostic on but between you and me i kind of basically assume it's not yeah it's not like something that you can you know here here's what i think if if like psi powers were quote unquote real yeah if they worked well every animal on the planet would do it right <laughs> right like, if they just had easy access to it right like, if yeah, being like, in a completely zen state where all you need is food and and to continue your genetic line or whatever yeah then yes wolves would be throwing things with their minds all yeah. the time yeah <laughs> but okay but now i've kind of outed myself as basically a materialist you know someone okay. who doesn't really believe that there is uh uh and a spirit realm or another world, you know, my metaphysics are actually very mundane. Uh, my magical practice is about like uh, seeing magic in the world. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about uh, how am I, what am I thinking? Here? It's not about actually learning how to levitate objects. It's not about learning. It's not about trying to, develop some kind of occult power over other people uh and it's you know like it's definitely not about manipulating other people yeah uh my journey is like all about inward transformation yeah and so in that way my chaos magic practice is like maybe more akin to like Jungian psychology or uh or buddhism okay uh but uh, that's interesting. That, I mean, of course, you can find people who will tell you, I am a powerful chaos magician. And if you don't X, I am going to do a spell <laughs> on you like you wouldn't believe. So you've had that actual experience? Or you've had chaos magicians say that they are going to have an external impact on the world? Yes. Um, you know, I've, I've run across it more. I've more run across that stuff online. Yeah. Because, you know, it's so I can't imagine the face to face conditions that would inspire another chaos magician or chaos (laughs) witch 
to to be like you but you better watch out because i'm gonna fucking light like five <laughs> incense sticks i'm pulling out the big guns i got a i got a packet of herbs with your name on it yes and your armpit hair will light on fire yes. yeah yeah that okay would be, that would be cool you know the the thing about chaos magic too is that like it really doesn't lend itself to any kind of community right whatsoever like on um, purpose right because it's it's not it's if everything goes right then at any yeah. point where you're getting sort of dogmatic that's fine if you're doing it for yourself but at any point where you're being dogmatic that's against this anti-dogmatic thing, yes right yes yeah exactly so like i imagine i've never been part of one uh maybe i will in the future that might be fun like a like a you know a group of chaos magicians because it'd be a lot of work you'd have to have meetings and you would have to decide what like what you wanted, what the ritual is going to look like, organize your costumes. You have like assign agreed upon meaning to whatever set of sigils, right? Yes. Yeah. You'd have to, yeah. Assign agree. You'd have to have all these meetings. And basically what you would wind up doing is putting on a play for yourselves, (laughs) which I think is fantastic. I'm all about it. I think that's. Well, damn. Yeah. Plays are totally just chaos magic then. I'm like, when I put on this hat, I'm going to be the symbol of Willie Loman. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we all agree that. Yes. Yeah. Oh my. That's the thing. Everything is chaos magic. Yeah. I can see when you, when you, when you think of it is symbols have meaning. Yes. And if. One or more people agree on them. Yeah. Then they move about in the space and they yeah. they carry that meaning and energy with them. Then yeah. Yes. If you look at it that yeah. way, everything is chaos yeah. magic. Oh, here 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 is a secret. The I mean, I'll tell you the secret of the real black magicians. Ooh yeah. The real dark art is advertising. Yeah. Those are people who spend all day long figuring out how to bend you to their will. Yeah. And to convince you that you need things that you don't. Yes. Uh, not all advertisers are evil, right? Right. But but like so often that can turn into a great evil, you know, because they're employing, uh, you know, they're just employing magic. Like, yeah. If they're employing, you know, if like if that everything is magic. I, l- let's talk about symbols, you know, because that's the thing that like I, that is the magic of human beings is that symbolic logic. Yeah. That seems like vanishingly. um uh, slim in the animal kingdom if it exists at all apparently dolphins talk to each other okay does that mean they have symbolic thinking the way we do i don't really know yeah um like birds seem to have a little bit of language but there's no other animal that is capable of abstracting the way that we are yeah i mean how bizarre is it that an animal can look at this ink on a page it's just this like material substance organized into these patterns and that animal can pull a world out of that page <laughs> yeah you know um the fact that writing can come to life in your imagination like i mean if that's not magic if that's not like something out of nothing yeah. I, I don't know what is yeah and it's it's the ability to do it and then i feel like there is a drive to do it because yeah myself as an individual and culturally yeah i can remember that i'm married but I really like this band around my finger. Ah, you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's it's it doesn't. I haven't assigned any other meaning to it than yeah. the memories of picking it out with my wife, yeah. or just the fact of this is the statement yeah. between us. This is the statement to the world. But it's still like, you know, a book. Like, oh, I want this story. I have to access this meaning. Yes. You know, wedding rings. 
uh, action figures, a specific yeah. jacket. Those are can, choices. Can I ask you, did you and your wife have a ceremony? Oh, yeah, of course. Where you exchanged rings? Oh, yes. You had a magical ceremony. <laughs> we did. Yes. It worked. It yeah, totally worked. Yeah. We're bound together. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. So that's like, uh, uh, like I said, like you, you, you walk through this door called chaos magic. It's yeah. Like, oh, fuck. Everything is chaos magic. You know, everything that uses a symbol at all. Oh, that's like chaos magic. Oh, we could talk about sigils. That's like yeah. a big facet of chaos yeah. magic. So uh, a sigil um, is a uh, – you'll find lots of cookbooks for how to ma- properly make a sigil. Okay. But it's chaos magic. Nothing is true. Everything is permitted. You can do it however you want. But there are traditionalists who have like books of these are the original. Yeah. The, the technique that I'm most familiar with is that you, um, you write out your intention on a piece of paper – you remove all of the duplicate letters and then you take those remaining letters and like kind of condense them and redraw them and rewrite them until you squish them together into this kind of like, you know, a jewel or a spider or whatever this abstract shape is. And this is your, um, you know, that's your sigil of intention for this, uh, for this spell or for this, uh, intention that you're, doing is it and meaningful then, that you're taking an object that already had meaning and recreating it into something that has new meaning i think so okay i think so and i think i you know this is me just you know the materialist chaos magician yeah. here i think the real <laughs> value is writing down your desire on a piece of paper and then doodling for five minutes yeah um uh but i don't know maybe that's not actually how it works maybe you really are writing code that's going right into mm. Like, you know, the DOS box of the universe <laughs> or whatever computer people do. <laughs> yes. Space uh, base slash delta slash legroom dot dot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, so you're telling me the sigil so that you get this main one of intent. Yeah, you get this main t- one of intent and then you, uh, you burn it. Or another technique is to hide it somewhere from yourself until you forget about it and then when you see it again this will trigger like an unconscious link with the sigil and it'll strengthen your resolve towards that goal i'm talking out of my ass Uh, but like you make a basically sigil magic is you make your own sigil and then you do something with it okay um uh, people talk about charging sigils. Yeah. And uh, this is fun. A lot of times what they're talking about is masturbating. Uh, <laughs> because another big part magic. of chaos... Magic! Yeah. Uh, another part of chaos magic is using uh, altered states of consciousness to okay. achieve what a lot of people will call gnosis. Um, and, you know, uh, that could mean... Anything from well, I told, meditation is my yeah my thing. Um, there's also chaos magicians that really like to dance themselves into a fervor, like the whirling dervishes okay. of the Sufi tradition. Um, uh, you know, like ecstatic dancing uh, will change your consciousness. Obviously, you can take all kinds of drugs to change your right. consciousness. Um, you can make yourself dizzy to change your consciousness. Yeah. Um, you can also masturbate. You can also bring yourself to orgasm. And most of us know 
that's a different state of consciousness. Yeah. The little death. The French call it. <laughs> Le petit mort. Le petit mort. Yeah. So, wow, that's, that is all uh, fascinating. I, I want to ask you as a creative person because, you know, you're, you're giving me a, a great uh, collection of different ways that people might approach this. But the, the way that you're talking about approaching it is uh, accessing something within yourself. But you're also saying as a materialist, chaos yes. magician, that you're not sure if there's anything more magical. I, for myself... I feel I want I want to believe like uh, Fox Mulder. Not that I'm ever going to be able to throw rocks or become yeah. you know a, a magician in any of our pop culture ways. Yeah. But I've had the experiences of, oh yes, when I reach a calmer state, when I reach a uh, I don't know just the exact right state, ideas do just flow. Yeah. And it does feel. Those are those moments in life where I feel like. All right, well, all of these bits and pieces of religion over all these different cultures that talk about something more, that's when I actually do sometimes feel connected to something more. Yes. Do you feel? Do you ever feel as a creative person like there is, without giving it any other definition, just when something else going on? I, I, think I, I think I understand what you're talking about. I think I, uh, it's the muse. Yeah. It's for uh, when I am uh, in flow, I think is another maybe uh, parallel concept to that. Yeah. When I am deep in my work and when I, yeah, I don't perceive that I am doing a thing. What I perceive is that the, the drawing is using me to come to life. Right. Like the, the next part of the drawing is just. Of course, that's it. I didn't think yes. about it. I didn't rack my brain. Yes. I didn't worry about, is that going to make yes. so-and-so happy? Does yes. it have enough limbs? It yes. just is. Yes. It, yeah. Yes, exactly. It just is. Yeah. Yes. And that's such a nice space to get into as a creator. Like, I've ha- certainly had problems that are much more like, oh, this is a structural problem, and we'll get out our hammers and saws, and I we have, shall... I have been in the room with you when the hammers and saws come out. But it's so funny, you know, like, in a room, uh, like, there's something... Well, magic. There's something magic about rooms, too. I mean, you've seen it so many times. Just something will come out of someone's mouth and they didn't think about it. Yeah. You know, sometimes something will come out of your mouth and you didn't think about it. You just reacted. Yeah. You just responded. uh, And you like you came up with that funny thing that like uh, like punches the joke up or fixes the whole problem about how we're going to get from you know the cave to the um back of a dragon yeah uh and yeah you know writers uh you may have you may already have rituals (laughs) but i know that writers um are often have very structured daily rituals that they go through because when you're at home i mean i've freelanced before it's just hard it's hard to focus and so I've heard a lot of stories about writers who, uh, you know, the alarm clock goes off at the same time each day. They have the same cup of coffee at the same time each day. Um, they have a walk and a cigarette or whatever, but they they structure their days in these very like they they ritualize their days in yeah. a way to create structure for that muse. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I can see that as a kind of chaos magic. Like, yeah, for yeah. myself, it is just I think it does get to a lot of what you're talking about of uh, just a, a a fun gothy dork way to meditate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is <laughs> <laughs> to get to that yeah. Zen place yeah. of just like I'm sorry, I need a robe and a staff yeah. in order to get to this deep uh, philosophical Zen place that yeah. I truly believe in. 
Uh, here's here's another fun thing about like a uh, robe and a staff. Um, <laughs> you will have this part of your brain that is shocked and kind of horrified and embarrassed that you are like dressing in a robe and waving a staff around as if it's going to do anything. But it's actually really fun to like, like trash those taboos that don't mean anything in the oh, privacy yeah. of your own home. Yeah. You know, because you like, I, you have that voice in your head that's like, that's stupid. Don't do that. Like, yeah. why would you do that? What's the point of doing that? Well, yeah. maybe the point of doing that is that there's no point in doing it. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe you are trying to like interrupt your, uh, your rut. Right. Yeah. Ah, another thing chaos magicians talk about a lot about is, uh, is deprogramming and using magical techniques and, and crossing taboos, like breaking taboos in order to break down their, the walls that they've constructed around themselves right. and the walls that society has put up around us. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not every wall should come down, you know, like <laughs> that's an important part of it to me. Uh, you know, like I don't want my neighbors playing super loud music at four o'clock in the morning. Right. I think some taboos and some restrictions are good, (laughs) but like, as far as like, you know, like as far as performing your own magic rituals, like a lot of us would have a huge, like, uh, and I did, uh, like have a huge resistance to that because it's like incredibly lame, like incredibly (laughs) dorky and stupid. And like, embarrassing and oh god so cringy but did it feel that way when you did it uh or if you did it i don't want to when you know like when i when i finally felt like doing it and i did it i just i it was fun yeah it was just really fun and i started off like really uh like i started off really small i started off with like a um uh, a version of the lesser banishing ritual of the pentagram which is like that's like step one for yeah like for chaos magic and all kinds of ritual magic and i was just in my room it was dark and i was waving a stick of incense around as a wand and yeah. like trying to remember the right words to the to the to the ritual yeah and uh i i just enjoyed it yeah. and i enjoyed the fact that i was like this is incredibly dumb but I was in my room, it was dark by myself, and I'm just <laughs> watching the glowing ember on the end of the incense stick, and uh, my consciousness changed. Yeah. You know, I was able to, like, take myself, uh, like, to treat myself a little bit more gently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I uh, liked it so much, I did it again. Yeah. And again, and again, and now it's just kind of a regular, you know, waving a stick of incense around is now... <laughs> I'll cop to that. Yeah. It's a regular okay. part of my life. That's great. I, I do it all the time and I enjoy it. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. On that materialist thing, you know, I think I perceive spirituality to be a material pleasure. Okay. Like I was ty- like I said, that thing of like, there's an animal inside you that's so content just to be full and breathing. Yeah. And as modern humans... Like we don't give that animal enough attention. Yeah. Because life isn't as bad as we think it is so much of the time. Right. Because it's the collected baggage of comparing 
career paths or worrying about yeah. real, things that we can't control. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. And so often I'm like, I'm actually like, like I'm prone to like very negative spells where uh, I, I mean, periods of time. <laughs> I assume that. <laughs> uh, I am prone to real dips in mood where I'll walk around for weeks just thinking like, man, life is a cruel joke. Yeah. And it's nothing more than that. Like, this is just awful. Like, I can't. Yeah. Like, even believe how bad all of it is. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, I don't like hanging out in that space. <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> Understandable. Believe it or not, I prefer to be open to the pleasure of being alive. Uh, and the and my magical practice helps me enjoy life. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think so. And as a as a kid, as a as a Catholic growing up, you know, uh, I think I like most Americans kind of have this idea that it's basically like Christianity or nothing, right? That's our that's the our culture is a is a Christian. Certainly, culture. if you grow up in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Southern, Southern yeah. California, maybe different, maybe a little bit of a different <laughs> story. Um, but America as a whole, you know, there's kind of one flavor of spirituality. And the story, what they tell you is that, like, if you're not doing this spirituality, then you're not only, like, doing it wrong, you're doing it really fucking wrong. <laughs> right. And you're going to hell. Right. Right. Like, it's our way or the highway. And like I, you know, I think it's just awful that, um, you know, the the clergy or whatever, you know, our society, you know, put that gate in front of spirituality because there's so many ways to access your human spirituality. This thing that we, you know, nearly all of our bodies are going to do. Yeah. If given the chance, you know, the church um historically has kind of like convinced us that it's not real unless you go through their system right uh southern california today probably a little bit of a different story i yeah. mean you know we're very much like moving into a more uh uh poly polytheistic polytheistic thank yeah. you it seems like it's it almost in Southern California, you could easily start to feel like the world is becoming more polytheistic. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I yeah, I, I did. Uh, I went to Catholic school for a little while when I was very young, and it was a pretty nice one. And yeah. and then even the churches we went to, my mom would find the hippie ones that would like uh, play Beatles songs in the middle of yeah. the service and that. Yeah. But even then, I felt like I was studying, even when I was being told in a very nice way, like a. a I always, it was never offered to me that I could make this about totally my own internal life. Yeah. You know, and that to me is the part that is powerful of, we have all these responsibilities for each other in society, I think. Yes. Which means there are some things we do have to stress about. Yes. You know, everything from, yes. you know, don't blare music at 4 a.m. to, yeah. hey, this certain group of people is being killed. Let's do something about that. Yeah. Like we have these responsibilities yeah. that we have to stress yes. out about. Right. Yeah. So then reattaching that spirituality seems to me like almost like um, being responsible for both the external world, but then also being responsible yeah. for the internal world, right? Where you, you can't always be in that. That's the th thing that ever scares me about any sort of like... Um, anything that verges into the secret 
uh, that, uh-huh, that yeah. absolves you of personal responsibility. Right, yeah. Of like, yeah. if I believe it'll happen, like, no, I yeah. want to get myself to a place of of calm yes. and joy yes. so I can have the best impact upon the world, but I do not expect, but my actions will determine exactly as much as my actions can determine. And yes. that's it. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, uh, no, nobody likes someone who's figured out a way to not give a shit about anything. <laughs> right? That's, right? That's that's not a good. T-shirt. If the you know, like, if the world gets to the point where it tips over to this thing, where like nobody has any room for anybody else, and they're just like, I don't care. I'm just gonna work out this like solipsistic <laughs> cocoon, and like, which actually, I mean, you know, you could argue that like Amazon and like you know, like all of our the screens that we surround ourselves with are like a solipsistic cocoon that like help us ignore the outer world. I, I might feel more that way if it didn't feel like those screens were just screaming about how bad the outside world is. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Uh, CNN in its logo will not be part of my chaos magic. Personally, <laughs> I need to calm myself sometimes, yes. but I do think, yeah, it's a fascinating thing because, you know, uh, I keep talking about star Wars. So I'll use Marvel as an example yeah. the, uh, to switch it up. The, you know, the power of the MCU, people can easily look at that and go like, yes, it's just symbols. It's just branding, but you can also, Yes, yeah. they want to make money off this, but you can also yeah. choose to say, here's what Captain America means to me, and here's how I would yeah. like it yeah. to be a part of my internal life and yeah. inform how I treat others. And I, I just feel like we have, yeah. when we recognize the power of symbols, that we have a choice to allow them to manipulate us, yes. or we have a choice to make them part of our internal yes. life. Yes. And I do not want Disney to ever trick me into buying a Captain America toy that I do not need or want. <laughs> but if I want to buy one because I want to invest in this, in what to me that symbol means. Yes. Great. Yes. I had an experience at the, at the last Marvel movie. Okay. So we talked about <laughs> sigils, right? Yeah. Like a sigil is a, a simple little sigil that you're going to burn or you're going to um, bring yourself to orgasm over. <laughs> um, so, there's also the concept of the hyper sigil. Okay. Okay. And what the hyper sigil is, is a body of work. Okay. And so like a hyper sigil is like a more complicated sigil. Uh, Grant Morrison is a chaos magician. Of course he is. And so, uh, you know, like I'm, uh, he's probably like out or I'm sure someone has described his over, over his body of work yeah. as a hyper sigil. Right. I um, think I was reading about that on Wikipedia that he was d- describing the Invisibles comic series specifically. As yes, that himself is himself as yes. a, he intended it to be a hyper sigil. Yes. Okay. So what does what does that mean? So a hyper sigil is just a massive. A, a hyper sigil is a massive sigil. So what Grant Morrison is saying is that like his will and his intention, he made it a symbol. He made it a symbol. Like, okay. That's really like. And so, like, it's kind of another one of those words where it's like the definition is everything because, like, the Marvel comic universe is a hyper sigil. Yeah. And I, and, uh, you know, Jack Kirby and Stan Lee, like, in the 60s, straight out said, we're creating the new gods. Yeah. We're making the new gods. And I'll be goddamned if I wasn't sitting in that movie theater, you know, watching the all the marvel heroes come out of they re, they resurrected they got yeah. like undead right and the goddamn theater was going nuts they were clapping yeah people were crying 
And this was the second goddamn time they've seen it. <laughs> and I yeah. just thought, like, fuck me. You know, yeah. like Stanley and Kirby, they did it. Yeah. They created gods. Yeah. Like, the amount of, like, psychic real estate that the Marvel comic universe now takes up in the collective imagination. Yeah. I think like Jesus and Buddha might have to watch their backs. <laughs> you know, look behind them and see the Hulk coming up on them, coming quick and strong and green. Hulk aware of internal life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's move on to our how obsessed are you questions. So uh, these are questions I ask for variations of them. Everybody's on the podcast, uh, of everybody on the podcast, there are no wrong answers. Do you think about chaos magic every day? Yes. Yeah. That's a one-word answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like it's, it, is it, it, any question I ask where you say, like, that's a private thing, feel free to just tell me oh, it's a okay. private thing. Yes. Do you yeah. practice every day, or is it you literally think about it every day? Uh, I try to practice every day. I don't. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Would you ever get a chaos magic tattoo? <laughs> not in my right mind <laughs> what well, is it not, is that just because it's putting a sigil a permanent sigil on your body uh it's you know it's because i don't have any faith in my ability to stay the same that long okay uh and i don't have i just i never quite got it i never got around i never got a tattoo I don't okay. have any tattoos. Yeah. I've had tattoos that I said I was going to get, and I really meant it, and then I put it off, and then months later, I was like, I'm fucking glad I didn't get that tattoo. Because you had moved on. I'd moved on, and it just didn't seem like something important okay. anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. But I, no, if you, I wouldn't dissuade anyone from getting any kind of tattoo. Yeah, yeah, but I can totally understand the, because I, I, I have threatened it. And maybe someday I will yeah, do it, but yeah. I've threatened it many years. Yeah, I, I've, I've thought about it. Uh, I've definitely, um, I've definitely thought about it. Oh, okay. This is actually here's something I'm going to regret saying. <laughs> Absolutely, I when we were working on the pilot of Tigtone, yeah, I said if we get a season three, I'm getting Goo's design of that snake lady. Tattooed on me somewhere. Wow. And I actually don't know if that's a bargain I need to keep or not. Oh, right. Because I was serious and I don't know if me saying that was the reason that we got seasons one and two. Right. And I'm afraid if I don't get it (laughs) when we get season three, that we won't get the movie. Which was the other part of the thing that we said okay. in that session. We were like, three seasons and a movie. Okay. Would you consider a temporary tattoo, or do you feel like that is playing fast and loose with the universe? I would consider a temporary tattoo. <laughs> I will get a temporary like tattoo that. with you. I like that. <laughs> we should do it if we get a season three. Let's both the whole team's going to go get temporary <laughs> tattoos to really commit. I mean, come on. I mean, we're excited, but this oh, is Hollywood, so you never know. Yeah. Uh, when people walk into your home in the public areas, can they tell that you are are obsessed with chaos magic? They would just think that they were walking into a Halloween store. <laughs> like they would just they would just see Halloween decorations. Because you're everywhere. like old school goth person, right? I am an I am old school goth. I'm yeah. literally an aging goth nerd, and my apartment <laughs> is decorated thusly. Okay, thank you very much. So, what kind of stuff? 
Oh, I love skulls. Oh, yeah. I love skulls. <laughs> nice. Like I love skulls and candles. Uh, you know, it looks like a like a hammer Hollywood. Oh, Actually, yeah. no. That's I wish it looked like a hammer movie dungeon. Oh yeah. But it looks like it looks like a lot of bric-a-brac from the Halloween shop, which is it, which it is, <laughs> which it actually yeah, is. yeah, which it is. Fair enough, fair enough. That's awesome. Uh, if you were trapped in an elevator, how long would it take before you brought up chaos? Chaos magic as a topic. Oh, we could be trapped in there for a real long time. Okay, because it's something you only choose to talk about if you want to, right? Absolutely. I, I love. I would probably bring up some other kind of spiritual aspect of of like what I what I do. I mean, because it's all, I would talk about meditation or breathing or yoga or other people's religious uh, practices. Oh, that reminds me, like I have a list of recommended podcasts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Or maybe we can yeah. do that at the end. Yeah, we'll do that at the end. Yeah, yeah. Sounds that'll good. be great. Uh, I will remember that. Podcast. Uh, all right. So you would only bring it up if there was a specific reason or if you really, yeah. Why, why do you why, when you do bring it up, why do you choose to? Is it the person? Is it the situation? If I ever brought it up, it would probably because I it was probably because I thought I clocked that person as another chaos magician or someone who is into like you know ritual magic or you know like if I saw them wearing like uh, you know if I saw them wearing like a pentagram or a, a chaos star or like um, you know something like that, I might yeah. strike up a conversation. And say something like, hey, nice pentagram. Okay. Yeah. If they're outward sigils. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. If they're okay. wearing a sigil. Uh, would you be more or less likely to vote for a political candidate who talked about chaos magic? <laughs> I would be, I mean, uh, you know, like after what we've been through, <laughs> I, I might have to say I would vote for uh, the one who didn't talk about chaos magic because they probably have a better chance of getting elected. <laughs> that is really a moment where, yeah, the practical butts up against the spiritual, right? Yeah, of like, yeah. do you want somebody who is like, if they were talking about it in a way that was like well, totally beautiful to you, yeah. but you also knew it was turning off yeah, large actually, swaths of the country? I'm not sure. Like that, uh, you know, being a chaos magician doesn't make you doesn't make you look like a good person. Like because a lot of like a lot of chaos magic, a lot of the vibe around it is like honestly very selfish. It's about like I'm like I want to do what I want to do. Yeah. So like. The fact that you're super into chaos magic, like, it doesn't, I don't think it says anything good about you. Yeah. Personally, I just think it says you probably have an interesting, like, spiritual practice. Okay. That I would love to hear about. But it, I don't think it, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think a, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's a morally neutral okay. kind of practice. It's like, it's, it's not like, um, Right, because if somebody just says, I am a chaos magician, it could mean the kind of stuff that you and I have been talking about, about just kind of internally for yourself, you know, a, yeah. a form of an elaborate form of meditation. Or it could be somebody being like, I think I have magic powers and can convince people to make them love me. Yeah, it yeah. Could be, it, that's that's part of the tenet, right? Yeah. It can be anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. So then, yeah. so like in our current election cycle, this will this yeah. podcast will be very dated. Yeah. If Mayor Poot, Pete Buttigieg yeah. came out and just <laughs> yeah. very calmly said, yeah. I am a chaos magician, yeah. he'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, Mayor Pete, we need yeah, to know more. Right. Like, I, like That could be great. Or, yeah. Eh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, would you ever fight with a loved one about chaos magic? Oh, I don't see how that fight would come around. Um, like, uh, 
I think, uh, like, I think there's no way I could explain it to my parents. Okay. But hopefully they're not regular listeners of your <laughs> podcast. Let's hope not. Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> Don't make me explain chaos magic to you. Sometimes the parents listen when they see the promotion, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, but, but in spirit, it's the kind of thing I'm guessing that if somebody was angry about it, you'd just be like, you do you. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like with any religious thing, with yeah. any spiritual thing. Like, right, because you were talking about that, like, that chaos magic has kind of opened you up to being like, absolutely. great, I don't have, I don't believe in telepathic communication with aliens, but tell me about your experience. And yeah, all this yeah. And... yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, like, I, I'm absolutely fascinated by stories of, like, alien abduction. And uh, I'm really, fa- like, to me, they're kind of like, are almost the same story as, like, the people who, uh, like, find Jesus I, there was a story I heard about a guy. He started a uh, he started an organization to help he and his fellow Christian men who were addicted to pornography. And he talked about this moment where he was at rock bottom. He was crying in the shower. He was curled in the ball on the floor of the shower, miserable, yeah. crying. Jesus came to him. Jesus came to him came into his heart, filled him with love, filled him with love and gave him, gave him his heart. He gave him everything. Like Jesus saved him in In the bottom of that bathtub (laughs) where he had been crying Yeah, because he's addicted to pornography. And he, from that point, he, he, he changed his ways or at the very least, he founded an organization <laughs> dedicated to changing those ways. Yeah. To me, I'm like, I, I do I do I want something like that to happen? Do I not want something like that to happen? I don't know. Is that the same thing as when someone realizes that they were abducted by an alien spaceship? I have a book from 1954 uh, called like the the Secret of the Saucers by a man named Orfeo Angelucci. Okay. He lived in Los Angeles. He drove the same places that we drive. He had an experience with an alien named Neptune. The alien took him aboard the flying saucer, and Neptune told Orfeo Angelucci that his job in the universe was to tell the people of Earth about the message of brotherly love from the aliens. And Orfeo Angelucci did that. He wrote that book. Uh, at the end of the book, it's apparent that he started to get on the UFO circuit, which is still very healthy oh, yes. today. Um, you know, like I, like what are those experiences? Moses saw a burning bush. Yeah. Uh, something fucking happened to Muhammad too. <laughs> uh, are you talking about having an experience where you would have clarity of what your trajectory in life is, what you should be doing? I, I I'm talking about the experience where you are no longer on the same script as the rest of us. Okay. Right? Right. Like, the the guy in the bathtub, that's actually a pretty common script, but still a lot of us are really going to be like, okay, yeah, Jesus yeah. came into your heart. Uh, like, and a lot of us are going to say, like, Mr. Angelucci, I, I'm not sure that you really went on board a spaceship, <laughs> even if I do agree with you that men and women should love one another yeah. as brother and sister. Uh, but, like, I'm fascinated by those, like, those otherworldly experiences right where someone has a mystical magical experience and they're never the same again and i kind of like 
like I don't know if I actually want that. Yeah. Like maybe I kind of want that. Yeah. I've had dreams that feel that way. I would never go to someone and say, I I truly believe I was visited by Desi Arnaz. But like in college, I had a dream about Desi Arnaz yeah. giving me a message and it felt like that. Wow. Like, but I, I, and I don't, I don't personally believe the spirit of Desi Arnaz realized I was nervous about my metal sculpture project and came to tell me it was okay. I have to ask, <laughs> did your life take a new trajectory after that meeting with Desi Arnaz? I, no, no. I can't say new. I can't say. I, he uh, encouraged me along the path I was already on, ah. which is a long, confusing artistic path. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, Desi. A little bit more specificity would have helped. Yeah. But I just mean that sensation of... Uh, a feeling of an otherworldly epiphany moment. Yeah. I don't think it actually was, yeah. but it felt yeah. that way yeah. as much as I can relate to hearing other people or, describe those kind of events. Or what if it was? What if you experienced uh, a, an amount of what these other characters experienced in an overwhelming amount? Yeah. Like, is, you know, like... Like, it are, are those things the same thing? Like, when I meditate and I see... Uh, a swirling tornado of skulls like is that like the same thing that's going on yeah. with bathtub man or like uh uh another <laughs> another thing i think is funny about like these religious experiences or like these intense experiences like i'll be goddamned if god doesn't tell a lot an awful lot of old men to take young wives <laughs> seems to be a running theme um yeah, with I, uh, I believe there's another joseph that founded a, a church of mormons yeah nothing to do with me um, i feel like they're easy worldly earthly explanations for that <laughs> not at all mysterious phenomenon <laughs> uh, i got a couple more how obsessed are you questions for you uh this is a silly one if there was a chaos magic breakfast cereal would you buy and eat it fuck yeah i would <laughs> well i mean i wouldn't I, I might eat it depending on how strict i'm being about sugar <laughs> uh at the moment but i would definitely buy it i feel like we're probably not that far off no i'm sure soon yeah. soon uh this one ties into what we were just talking about but it is when i ask uh almost all my guests if aliens visited earth and you got to greet them would you tell them about chaos magic I would ask them about chaos magic. <laughs> uh, no, if if I if I was like if I was there and the spaceship comes down and I'm seeing that and it's real, yeah. right? And it's real. No then I'm just going to be like the chaos magic worked. <laughs> You're going to take personal responsibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. My intention. Yeah. Yeah, my intention, the sigil worked. <laughs> the sigil worked. Okay, good answer. My, <laughs> my, it's like, my God, I did it. How many nights did I don the rubber alien mask? <laughs> the high-collared silver alien robe. <laughs> Wave my plastic alien ray gun <laughs> to the four cardinal directions. And I dip it, it into worked. the candle. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, last how obsessed are you question. Uh, if you were about to practice chaos magic, but a bear walked in and broke your focus, would you keep doing the chaos magic or would you try to get away from the bear? 
again. The chaos magic works. <laughs> How many nights donning the bear costume, <laughs> lighting the bear candles, <laughs> slathering the honey on my nipples, praying to the Big Dipper, Ursus, <laughs> lend me your form. <laughs> Oh, I cannot argue with that answer. Uh, it tells me how obsessed you are. Uh, I asked everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What kind of noise do you have? For- Ursus, lend me your form! <laughs> nice. Uh, and I ask everyone to give their obsession a rating. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, 1 being the lowest, where would you put yourself? I'm a, I'm, I'm a solid 5. I might be, Okay. Yeah. Okay. I might be more obsessed if I didn't works a dang much (laughs) so if you had more time you would invest more time if i you know when when i do have more time i do more writing and ritual work and i'm thank you so much for having me on the show because uh i am just excited to share some of this stuff like i do like i kind of take notes on it and i have like a you know, like an eclectic pile of books that I enjoy reading. And believe it or not, not everyone in the world wants to talk about chaos <laughs> magic. So this is just such a wonderful opportunity for me to like share a little bit yeah. of what I enjoy doing. It's so great. I, I It is definitely like a, a term that I've heard floating around. And, you know, I, a lot of the uh, various figures that I read about on that Wikipedia page, I'm certainly aware of and touch other things that I like. But getting this bigger picture of what it yeah. can be. It's oh. so great to read about it, but then also to hear about it from somebody who's doing it is a different experience. In my early days of like internet research of chaos magic, yeah, I uh, stumbled across this uh, man, and I'll think of his name in a minute. I can't for I can't believe I'm forgetting it because I'm like under pressure. Yeah, to remember the name of this magician. Anyway, he's like an internet magician, and uh, he would make these. He would film his rituals. Okay. Right? And so he'd be out in the desert surrounded by, like, these burning uh, uh, sensors of copal or something. Oh, wow. And he would go through the ritual and he'd read from this very old-looking book and he would have, like, a, a kind of a, like a dagger. And then he would go into a trance state, right? And he would start asking a demonic entity. He was into demons, right? Okay. He was very scared. Oh, <laughs> Like, uh, what's his name? Uh he uh like so and he would go into this trance state and he would uh summon the demon and he would say like oh great blagenbloth what is or he'd be like what is what is your message for me your humble magician servant and then in post he would put a chorus effect on his voice when he talked <laughs> So he would be like, so when the demon talks through him, there's like a post effect. There's okay. like a post-production audio effect on his voice <laughs> that makes his voice all like ethereal and demonic. And he'd be like, I am nine. I am the spirit of the flames. I am power incarnate. <laughs> and like he would go back and forth and have this like tranced out conversation yeah. like with this demon. And then, well, but and then but he videotaped that. Yeah. And then he went back and, like, did production work on it. Okay. And is and were you seeing this at an age where you understood these things? Like, I was well? 42, so yes. <laughs> the magic age. <laughs> yeah, I was a little young to be watching things like that. 
like no this this is like this is like this is like i don't know this is not that long ago it's not that long ago it's when i first started like digging into this stuff on the internet and just just, like loving everything i was finding like oh my god so you're like i know that i know which plugin he's using on which program like it was was not at all magical yeah yeah that's amazing um but uh um uh, i'm not gonna look it up it's driving me crazy what's his name (laughs) this is Um, but he like he went on to like he kind of had a business as like an internet magic guru like demon magic guru and he would sell like he would sell like um uh like floor mats that you could summon demons on and um i heard i saw some post on facebook or something that eventually he was like at some point he was like arrested for like methamphetamine sales or something like that which is obviously just a bad spell that someone else put on him uh but uh he's uh like um what's my fucking point here why am i talking about this? you were guy? talking about how uh we were talking about how obsessed you are and you were talking about not as obsessed earth- as this guy <laughs> is that the point <laughs> actually no the way i got onto that is like you were like how obsessed am i when i ran across that that was like crack to me right i was like i want more of this this is bonkers like this is so exciting to me so you entered it from a a point of of this is absurd and there's beauty in that absurdity absolutely yeah absolutely yeah that's awesome yeah I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you. I, I, I just have to have my cake and eat it, too. Yeah. Because I'm not ready to let go of, like, I'm just not ready to let go of my more or less, like, modern, materialistic, atheistic view of the world. Yeah. Right? Like, I know that that's a post-effect that he put on his voice. Like, but I also need to uh, leave enough room in my concept of reality to imagine that his experience of that is that he really is talking to a demon or a right. demon is talking through him. Yeah. And for him in that moment, like this isn't like fake, right? He's not faking it. Like it's real. It's yeah. as real as this kind of stuff can get. Yeah. And that's just incredibly exciting to me. Yeah. That like he's taking his imagination seriously. He has a, like he respects the hell out of his inner voice. Yeah. And I kind of think we all can can give our inner voices more respect. Yeah. Like be nicer to yourself. Be like enjoy your internal landscape more. Um so many of us hate going to sleep. We hate closing our eyes. Because we don't want to be alone with ourselves. Yeah. And if you meditate a little bit, you can get to the point where you'll enjoy closing your eyes and being with yourself. Enjoy yourself. Like, enjoy living and breathing. You you can get there. It's actually not that hard. A little bit of work. Yeah. A little bit of meditation. Um, Light a candle. Read a tarot card. You know, like, ease yourself into this. And be nice to yourself. Yeah. Take care of yourself. And part of that is like uh, hopefully enjoying your internal landscape. Yeah. I think it's a really great message. And I feel like a real asshole to pivot towards plugging. But we're let's do it. <laughs> That's let's, part of this is sharing our internal mammon. life is, is plugging. Yeah. Uh, so obviously I know about your work on Tigtone. Is there anything else that you're doing that you want people to know about or find? 
I I do nothing but make Tigtone and practice <laughs> chaos magic. I mean, you are busy, busy, busy on Tigtone. I mean, right? it's like it's everything. Yeah, like, it's everything I do. Yeah. Um, if I have a Instagram account, AF Christie, if you want to look at some of my drawings, yeah, that's great. I I'm would not... highly encourage that. Your drawing, it, it is obvious in your drawings that they are coming from a place of passion, and and I I think your art is great, and I think everybody should go go look at it. Well, thank you. Um, here are some quick plugs for this show, and then we'll do our final silly questions. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host. That is called Force Center. For info on all my upcoming shows and comedy albums, you can check out my website at josephscrimshaw.com. You can also support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. For info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. And as I said at the top of the podcast, check out the great Adult Swim fantasy comedy show, Tigtone. All right. So these are just final dumb questions. Don't have anything to do with your main topic unless you want them to. <laughs> if every full moon you turned into a where something, what would you want to turn into? Uh, where... Where coyote. A where coyote. Okay. And there's a little bit of pragmatism in there, <laughs> right? Because you didn't tell me that like I have unlimited money or I could transport right. anywhere. Yeah. So I think a where coyote, I could have some some cool like cool animal four legged fun. Yeah. Right. Some freedom. Yeah. F- like be practically like flying. Right. Cruising around the streets of L.A. at night. Yeah. And also practically invisible. Right. And if if somebody did was just like driving down Melrose and like damn a coyote like well they wouldn't call not, the cops yeah it's not impossible yeah yeah I like that one a lot yeah yeah I've gone walking in Griffith Park and a couple of coyotes have really looked deep into my soul and oh, considered yeah. whether I'm worth eating mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and that would be fun to just be a coyote walking around <laughs> staring at people <laughs> yeah. like just stare them down yeah just like. Mm. All right, you're cool. I'll let you mm. go. Because that's totally what that coyote did. Yeah. He gave me the gift of life that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you could uh, have anything in the world named after you, what would you want it to be? Like an asteroid, a cocktail, a theater? What kind of thing would you want named after? I, I, w- I, w- I would love it if um, there was a St. Freddy's Hospital. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Uh, I also it- want to be canonized. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not just taking the Freddy. You want to have become a saint <laughs> yeah. before the hospital. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd be a better world if there was a St. Freddy's hospital in it. Absolutely. I mean, all, more hospitals are good. Would you want St. Freddy's to specialize in any kind of special help? Head amputations. <laughs> all right, the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Oh, man. I know. I, I, man, I don't know. Happiness is... God, I don't know. Happiness is not wanting to kill yourself. (laughs) I was, you you had such a beautiful summation of your thoughts on on the inner beauty of chaos magic. This is the episode I thought, what is happiness is going to be a nice, smooth answer. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's what I got. Hey, happiness is not feeling suicidal. All right. Well, I live those moments. I'm not going to try to change your answer. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Yeah, thank you. That is our podcast. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. 
I'm Frederick Christie, and these are the podcasts that I enjoy listening to in relationship to my chaos magic practice, and they're not particularly related to chaos magic, except for the first one, which is the Placebo Magic podcast. Uh, It's a lot of fun to listen to. It talks about magic from a materialist perspective. Uh, good, Good production quality, fun how to's at the end of every episode. Uh, a, a podcast I love is, uh, where did the road, where did the road go? Uh, it's on YouTube. There's probably, they might have 200 episodes by now. I'm not sure, but I never tire of listening to that group of people bat around concepts like ghosts, Bigfoots, UFOs, magic, spirituality, consciousness. Uh, and the third podcast I want to recommend is a more serious podcast about religion called Religion for Breakfast. This is an academic podcast channel. Absolutely fascinating, especially if you have any interest in early Christianity or the history of that. Um, Really, really fantastic podcast.